This is West Virginia Morning. I'm Teresa Wills. West Virginia has the highest number of people with diabetes in the country. In recognition of National Diabetes Month, the focus this year is on management and prevention. In West Virginia, the number of people with diabetes is 13.4%. That's higher than any other state in the country. Perhaps the major driver of diabetes in this country is being overweight or obese. That story and more coming up this West Virginia Morning. Support for West Virginia Morning is proudly provided by Luke Frazier. A new lawsuit alleges a prisoner wasn't given adequate medical care at the Southern Regional Jail, and it ultimately led to his death. Brianna Heaney has the story. John Lewis Jarrell was in custody for approximately six days before he was transported by ambulance to Beckley Regional Hospital, where he soon died. Jarrell was taken into custody in relation to a prior arrest on June 27th. He has a medical history of tonsil and throat cancer, which resulted in him having a PEG, or feeding tube. According to the lawsuit, Jarrell was supposed to receive at least 36 cans of a calorie and protein-dense liquid over the six days. According to documentation, he only received 9 to 12 cans. The lawsuit depicts multiple other instances where it says that Jarrell's medical needs were neglected. For West Virginia Public Broadcasting, I'm Brianna Heaney in Charleston. An investigation has made a new determination in the cause of a minor's death last August in McDowell County. Caroline McGregor reports. The death of 39-year-old Christopher Finley was originally blamed on medical-related issues in a preliminary report released by the Mine Safety and Health Administration. Now Finley's death is being ruled an accidental drowning. Finley, a Princeton native, was working at Twin State Mining Incorporated's Mine Number 39 in McDowell County on August 18th. According to the initial report, he was installing hose for a dewatering pump. He was found unresponsive, lying in approximately eight inches of water and mud. Following further investigation, Finley's cause of death was changed by Misha, which determined it should be charged to the mining industry. A section foreman, Finley had 15 years of mining experience. He left behind a wife and four children. For West Virginia Public Broadcasting, I'm Caroline McGregor. Coal continues a steep decline as a source of the nation's electricity. Curtis Tate has more. From January to August, coal fell more than 21% from last year. That's according to the U.S. Energy Information Administration's Electric Power Monthly Report. Natural gas, which has been the dominant fuel for electricity for several years, increased more than 7%. Solar posted the most growth year-to-date, increasing more than 11%. Wind, however, fell about 3%. In spite of the activation of the nation's first nuclear power plant in many years in Georgia, nuclear share of the nation's electricity stayed basically flat. Coal's decline may continue, with lower natural gas prices and federal incentives to build more renewables and battery storage. For West Virginia Public Broadcasting, I'm Curtis Tate in Charleston. A Grant County teacher was surprised yesterday morning with a prestigious Milken Educator Award. Randy Yowie has more. The Milken Educator Award goes to Ashley Wilkins Frank. Cheers in the Petersburg High School gym celebrating English language arts teacher Ashley Wilkins Franks as one of 75 Milken Award winners around the country. 
Called the Oscars of Teaching, the Milken Family Foundation annually honors top educators. Wilkins Frank says her dedication to getting students engaged using proven classroom and instructional strategies means teaching kids from all walks of life. Becoming engaged with all of those students, no matter what their ability level or language proficiency or any of those things is very paramount into their success. Each Milken Educator Award comes with a $25,000 prize. Wilkins Frank says she has no idea yet what she's going to do with the money. For West Virginia Public Broadcasting, I'm Randy Yowie in Charleston. A monthly food drive for veterans in active duty military will be this Friday, November 3rd in Beckley. Brianna Heaney has the story. Check-in begins at 8 a.m. and distribution of the food is held from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. There are no income requirements or parameters to receive a food box. Each box will have pantry staples and fresh produce. The food drive is thanks to a partnership between the Veterans Affairs and the Mountaineer Food Bank. Sarah Yoke, a spokesperson for the VA, says even with the nearly 600 boxes of food they distribute a month, they sometimes don't have enough. Fortunately, there's still a growing demand as people struggle with the economy and we have, you know, an aging uh, veteran population that we serve. So those two things coincide. She says that the rise in living costs has deepened the need for the food pantry, especially for veterans who often live on a fixed income. The VA and the food bank are working to increase donations for the food drive. For West Virginia Public Broadcasting, I'm Brianna Heaney in Charleston. Efforts to get basketball player Raekwon Battle a transfer waiver so he can play for West Virginia University continue. And now the Attorney General is involved. Eric Douglas has more. West Virginia Attorney General Patrick Morsey sent a letter Tuesday to the NCAA urging officials to reverse their decision and grant Battle the opportunity to play. He said the waiver denial was wrong. Battle played for two years at the University of Washington and two years at Montana State University. Student-athletes are allowed to transfer once to another school and play immediately. According to the NCAA's website, if a student wants to transfer to a third four-year school, the transfer is allowed but with a penalty of sitting out a year. Governor Jim Justice indicated in an administration briefing that he would also write a letter to the NCAA. To read Morrissey's letter, visit our website at wvpublic.org. For West Virginia Public Broadcasting, this is Eric Douglas in Charleston. This is West Virginia Morning. I'm Teresa Wills. It's 750. Scattered snow flurries this morning, becoming partly to mostly sunny today. Highs in the 30s and 40s. Clear and cold tonight with lows in the teens and 20s. Sunny skies tomorrow with highs in the 40s and 50s. And mostly sunny Friday with highs in the 50s and low 60s. Support for WVPB is provided by HD Media. Presenting digital and print subscriptions for the Charleston Gazette Mail and Herald Dispatch. Information at hdmediallc.com. According to the National Institutes of Health, West Virginia has the highest number of people with diabetes in the country. 
In recognition of National Diabetes Month, Caroline McGregor looks into the reasons for the high numbers and shares a doctor's advice for diabetes management and prevention. One in three Americans is at risk of developing diabetes, a chronic disease that affects how the body converts food into energy and releases sugar or glucose into the bloodstream. When there's too much sugar, the pancreas has to work harder to produce more insulin, a hormone that controls the amount of sugar in the blood. When there's too little insulin, or the body's cells stop responding to it, it can cause serious health problems like heart and kidney disease or even vision loss. Dr. Griffin Rogers is the director of the National Institute of Diabetes and Digestive and Kidney Diseases with the National Institutes of Health. He says the incidence of diabetes is increasing rapidly across the country. Diabetes in this country affects 37 million Americans, or about 11% of the U.S. population. In West Virginia, the number of people with diabetes is 13.4%. That's higher than any other state in the country. The state also ranks highest for obesity, putting the state's residents at even higher risk of the disease. Perhaps a major driver of diabetes in this country is being overweight or obese. Because those numbers are accelerating, that really explains a great degree of, of why diabetes is, is so common in this country. People over 50 are also at higher risk as age increases glucose intolerance and insulin resistance. As one gets older, one's metabolism diminishes. The other uh, aspect associated with that is exercise contributes you know, greatly to maintaining your metabolism and burning off the excessive calories that we take in. And again, as we tend to age, we tend to be a little bit more sedentary and not exercise as much as we did you know, in our 20s and 30s. According to research by the Mayo Clinic, where you live can also increase the risk for people living with diabetes. Exposure to environmental hazards like air pollution and heat increases inflammation and damages blood vessels. Race or ethnicity also plays a role. Black, Hispanic, Native American and people of Asian descent are considered to be at higher risk of getting the disease. There are three main classifications of diabetes, type 1, type 2, and gestational diabetes, which is developed during pregnancy. Diabetes type 1 is a less common but more serious form of the disease. In diabetes type 2, the body does not produce enough insulin, glucose cannot be converted to energy, and blood sugar levels continue to rise. Gestational diabetes develops during pregnancy and is related to fluctuating hormones. And pre-diabetes is a potentially serious problem that affects more than one in three people. That is a condition in which your blood sugar is higher than normal, but not quite high enough to be categorized as having diabetes. But those individuals are at great risk over the next four to five years of developing diabetes. In both type 1 and type 2 diabetes, symptoms include feeling more thirsty than usual, urinating often, feeling tired or irritable, blurry vision and unexplained weight loss, as well as skin infections and numbness or tingling in the feet or hands. Early treatment can prevent the more serious complications. It turns out, though, that the complications associated with diabetes are similar in both groups. There are increased risk of heart attacks, strokes, certain types of cancer, diseases, they also affect your kidneys, your eyes, your feet. Diabetes, for example, is a leading cause of non-traumatic amputation, leading cause of blindness. In fact, diabetes can affect almost any uh, organ uh, in the body. 
Rogers said simple lifestyle changes can help prevent diabetes and its related health problems. Exercising regularly, getting good quality sleep and making healthy food choices can improve insulin sensitivity in people with or without diabetes. Uh, choosing fruits and vegetables, whole grain, low fat, uh, non-dairy, reducing your calories and choosing foods that are lower in saturated trans fats and sugar, salt, and also drinking water as opposed to sugar-sweet beverages. Rogers says exercise helps control the blood sugar levels and lowers the risk of heart disease and nerve damage. Using muscles helps burn more glucose and therefore improves the way insulin works. Trying to get in for most adults, 30 minutes of exercise, five days a week. You know, you can certainly join a, you know, a gym, but just walking 30 minutes a day, five days a week. To make it easier, Rogers says the exercise can be broken up into two 15-minute or three 10-minute intervals. To manage type 1 or 2 diabetes, doctors usually prescribe insulin or tablets with regular follow-up treatments to stabilize blood sugar levels. Rogers says taking prescribed medications and following the diabetes ABCs are instrumental to managing the disease. A stands for A1C level, is a blood test to indicate what the average blood sugar is. The B stands for blood pressure, because blood pressure and elevated cholesterol tend to go hand in hand with blood uh, glucose in terms of damaging the blood vessels. Rogers recommends that people set a goal with their healthcare provider on where their numbers should be. The S in the ABCs is for smoking. People who smoke cigarettes are 30 to 40 percent more likely to develop type 2 diabetes. Smoking has an independent effect in terms of potential damaging the small blood vessels. Rogers said people may need to see a dietitian for help with planning their diet and even a mental health counsellor for the anxiety and depression that often accompanies chronic diseases like diabetes. For more information on diabetes and how to manage it, visit wvpublic.org. For West Virginia Public Broadcasting, I'm Caroline McGregor. West Virginia Morning is a production of West Virginia Public Broadcasting, which is solely responsible for its content. You can keep up with the latest West Virginia news throughout the day on our website, wvpublic.org. Support for our news bureaus comes from Shepherd University. West Virginia Morning is produced with help from Bill Lynch, Brianna Heaney, Caroline McGregor, Chris Schultz, Curtis Tate, Emily Rice, Eric Douglas, Liz McCormick, and Randy Yowie. Caroline McGregor is our Assistant News Director, and she produced today's show. I'm your host, Teresa Wills. This is West Virginia Morning.